Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all, and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight, President Biden's stark new warning to Israel that it's losing global support over what he calls their indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. Plus, the high-stakes meetings with Ukraine's president right here in Washington. The tough sell as time runs out. President Biden says not giving Ukraine aid is the best Christmas gift Vladimir Putin could get. Putin is banking on the United States failing to deliver. The bombshell new court filing, how special counsel Jack Smith could use Donald Trump's cell phone records against the former president. Our series about the pandemic's lingering effects on America's children. Tonight, lessons on how to battle learning loss. We'll show you how high dosage tutoring is helping students get ahead. I got to find a way to be able to give kids who were me that same experience and exposure. And we'll introduce you to the Air Force Reservist showing kids the sky's the limit. Good evening and thank you for being with us on this busy night here in Washington, especially busy for President Biden and his national security team, who is handling a number of foreign policy crises. One of those critical global security issues, the Israel-Hamas war. And today, the president's harshest words yet, saying privately what many of his own party have been urging him to say publicly. Israel needs to change how it's fighting this war because the country is losing international support. But Israel shows no sign of slowing down today, reportedly beginning an effort to start flooding tunnels. More on that in a moment. First, the big news here in Washington. Ukraine's President Zelensky in town making the case that Ukraine needs billions more in military funding or Russia will win the war and push even further into Europe. Republicans say their focus is the U.S. border. Without policy changes there, more money for Ukraine won't happen. Lawmakers leave Washington Friday for the holidays, so time is running out. There's certainly a lot to get to tonight, so let's start with CBS's Ed O'Keefe. He is at the White House. Good evening, Ed. 
Nora, good evening. President Biden personally invited President Zelensky to come to Washington and directly urge Congress to act quickly on the war funding. But tonight, it looks like the face-to-face -face sales pitch didn't work. Tonight, a plea from Ukraine's Volodymyr Zelensky to the United States. We are working to turn our battlefield success into peace. And we are heading there together with you. The Ukrainian leader praised his country's battlefield success, noting it's taken back 50% of land seized by Russia. And in a bid to win over Republican skeptics, 90% of American security aid is being spent by the defense industry in the U.S. Standing by Zelensky, President Biden blasted Republicans for slowing the aid. If you're being celebrated by Russian propagandists, it might be time to rethink what you're doing. But the Ukrainian leader's visit did little to win over Republicans who say the aid likely won't be approved by the end of the year. Despite the Pentagon warning, it's running low on funds for Ukraine. There won't be a deal until Joe Biden and Republicans reach an agreement. And that hasn't happened yet. The GOP has said it will only support new Ukraine aid in exchange for the Biden administration agreeing to changes in southern border security amid a record number of illegal crossings in recent weeks. Our first condition on any national security supplemental spending package is about our own national security first. CBS News has learned the White House is telling lawmakers it might be willing to support new policy to expel migrants without asylum screenings. I'm ready and offered compromise already. What to do about the border is part of a bigger negotiation to provide another $61 billion to Ukraine through next fall, plus more aid for Israel and Taiwan. In Russia, a Kremlin spokesman said it would be watching the Biden-Zelensky meetings very carefully. And Mr. Biden said failure to act now could lead to Russian success later. Ukraine will emerge from this war proud, free, and firmly rooted in the West unless we walk away. President Zelensky also said while his country's made gains on the ground, it now wants to beef up the air war, something the U.S. has been reluctant to do. But Zelensky warned, quote, whoever controls the skies controls the war's duration. Nora? Really interesting. Yet I also want to ask you about that news about Israel. Is there a growing rift now between President Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu? Well, Nora, earlier today in a private fundraiser for his re-election campaign, the president criticized the Israeli leader, saying, quote, he has to change, and that Netanyahu's government is making it difficult for Israel to accept an eventual Palestinian state. This is the first time Mr. Biden has publicly questioned Netanyahu since the October 7th attacks, and it comes as the president's facing domestic political pressure for supporting Israel's ongoing offensive that's led to the deaths of tens of thousands of civilians. Nora. Yeah, talk about losing support internationally. Harsh words from the president. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. And adding to the pressure, the U.N. General Assembly today overwhelmingly voted to demand a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. As the intense fighting continues, Israel said it recovered the bodies of two hostages who were kidnapped by Hamas during the October 7th terrorist attack. CBS's Rami Innocencio reports tonight from Tel Aviv. <laughs> Tonight, an Israeli airstrike killed nearly 10 people and wounded dozens more, rushed in the darkness to a hospital. The bombs hit a few hundred yards from CBS News producer Marwan Algul, who was sheltering in one of the so-called safe zones of the southern Gaza Strip. Netanyahu, what do you say? As the place is safe, you must go to Rafa as a safer place. Nowhere is it safe. In Rafa, different generations are mourning the loss of their families' futures after intense Israeli strikes into this morning killed at least 20 people, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. 
The Israeli military is consolidating control in the north, demolishing a UN school allegedly used by Hamas in Beit Hanun. Israeli soldiers cheering. Israel's defense minister says fighting may still last for months, but U.S. pressure is rising for Israel to end its offensive sooner. New pressure is also rising against Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, with anger growing over an alleged decade-long agreement in which Qatar sent up to $30 million in cash to Hamas every month, a strategy known as buying quiet. They knew that the money was going directly into purchasing of rockets and uh, building of uh, tunnels. Why didn't they stop the money? Obviously, this concept blew up in everybody's face on October 7th. And tonight, in Jerusalem, protesters braved the rain to march on the Knesset, demanding Netanyahu bring all hostages still in Gaza home and calling for his resignation. He knew what Hamas is doing with this money. So he created some monster. Someday the monster came out. And Israel's military has reportedly started to pump seawater into Hamas's tunnel complexes in order to destroy them. One concern, though, is that there may be hostages in some of them. But President Biden tonight says, quote, there are assertions being made there are no hostages inside. Nora. Remy Asensio, thank you. We're getting the first look into how special counsel Jack Smith will try his January 6th case against Donald Trump. A new filing revealed three witnesses, all experts in cell phone or location data, who are likely to be called in the trial. One of those experts plans to show how people move from the ellipse to the Capitol during and after Trump's speech. CBS's Robert Costa tells us now about expert number three, who will focus on the former president's cell phone data. In a filing late Monday, special counsel Jack Smith said he plans to call an expert witness to testify about data extracted from cell phones used in the White House by the former president and another unnamed individual. How big of a deal is this? It could be monstrous. Former January 6th committee senior technical advisor Denver Riggleman. You can actually see messages, they can see texts, they can see files, they can see emails. They can see all the data that's on that specific device, and that can really open up other individuals downstream that they can investigate. According to sources close to Trump, he often used a personal phone while in the White House and at times used phones belonging to his close aides. The phone data would likely not contain a record of what was said in possible phone calls, but would show who Trump called and when, and also who he didn't call at key moments on January 6th. Former Joint Chiefs Chair Mark Milley said this to the House Select Committee. Hey, the Commander-in-Chief, you got an assault going on on the capital of the United States of America. And there's nothing. No call. Nothing. Zero. All this comes as the special counsel pushes for the Supreme Court to weigh in on whether Trump is immune to prosecution and readies for next year's trial. Increasingly, we see uh, Jack Smith cutting off every available defense to the president. This new phone data could help fill in the more than seven-hour gap in the official records of Trump's phone calls on January 6th. Trump maintains he is innocent. Nora. Very, very interesting, Robert Costa. Thank you. Four women offered deeply disturbing testimony today at a Senate hearing into harassment at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy. In the words of one former lieutenant, faith in the Coast Guard within its own members is destroyed. CBS's Scott McFarlane reports current and former officers and cadets 
say a culture of abuse at the academy has been covered up. The U.S. Coast Guard, charged with protecting America's waterways, has failed to protect its own women, according to Caitlin Morrow, who says she was sexually harassed and assaulted repeatedly, including by a classmate, at the Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut, in 2004. He would assault me during swim class. He would swim up underwater, grab any part of my body that, that he pleased. A series of former Coast Guard service women. The abuse becomes so unrelenting, so omnipresent, and so insufferable, we seek relief in suicide. I survived my attempt. And a current cadet. We are always told that you just have to say no. But no to him was an invitation to try again. Told the Senate committee this afternoon it happened to them, too. We were paralyzed with fear. In an internal Coast Guard survey last year, more than half of women reported suffering sexual harassment, and nearly one in seven reported unwanted sexual conduct. It is a culture of cover-up that the Coast Guard has spawned and sustained for decades. Coast Guard Admiral Linda Fagan, who took over last year, recently told Congress progress is being made. But in a new report on sex misconduct, the Coast Guard acknowledges a history of a lack of transparency, broken trust, and reports of retaliation against victims. Marrow left the academy after just half a year, saying she was ostracized. Yeah, the bullying and the retaliation um, is it's, it's crushing. My main perpetrator is currently a lieutenant commander in the Coast Guard. He is thriving in a career that I had hoped for. In a statement to CBS News tonight, the Coast Guard says it's urging members past and present to report any sexual misconduct, but the scrutiny is going to grow. The Senate talked about possible subpoenas for records and emails as it investigates the size of any alleged cover-up. Nora? This is infuriating. It has to end. Scott McFarland, thank you. Harvard University announced today that President Claudine Gay will keep her job despite calls for her to resign. Ms. Gay and two other university presidents drew criticism at a congressional hearing last week when they refused to answer yes or no when asked if calling for the genocide of Jews would violate their school's codes of conduct. More than 700 of Harvard's 2,400 faculty members signed a petition in defense of President Gay, and the university's governing body said she's the right leader to help the community heal. We turn now to part two in our new series, The COVID Generation. Math scores of U.S. students hit a historic low on an international exam, the first measure of how the U.S. compares to other countries since the pandemic. Well, CBS's Meg Oliver reports tonight on how one state right here at home is fighting back against academic decline. It's 7 a.m., an hour before school officially starts at Cambridge Elementary in Nashville. Good morning. And hundreds of students are ready to crank up the learning. Small groups meet three days a week, before, during, and after school, for what's called high-dosage tutoring to combat pandemic learning loss. Well, in my view, the kids were at stake. Tennessee Republican Governor Bill Lee called a historic legislative session back in January of 2021 to address his state's failing test scores, while many students across the country were still attending school virtually. It's kind of one of the redemptive stories of the pandemic for me is we implemented things that we weren't doing before that will produce better outcomes than we had before the pandemic. 
Combining federal pandemic relief funds with the grant matching program allowed the state to pay for three years of tutoring, four years of summer camps, and an enhanced literacy program. Where would your students be without this high dosage tutoring? <sighs> low. They would be very low academically. Do you know what a myth is? They probably would not be ready for middle school. Rakaya, can you start reading this for us? Today, English teacher Kelly Kosher has been tutoring three sessions a week since the program started in 2021. In the future, there's going to be one person. That's it. Helping kids like 10-year-old Rakaya Woods. I got two Fs in ELA, but then, like, I fixed those scores and I got Bs or As. Is that because of the tutoring? Yeah. Before the pandemic, about a third of Tennessee third graders were reading at grade level. Now, two years after intensive tutoring began, statewide test scores among third to eighth graders have increased by eight points in English and almost 10 points in math. It's working and the evidence is showing it. We'll likely continue it and we hope it's a model for others. If we are talking about equal rights. A lesson worth repeating. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Nashville. All right. Our teachers are so important. Out of this story, a suspected stowaway arrives at a major U.S. airport, claiming he has no idea how he got there. Who is he? Where did he come from? That's next. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stuart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stuart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves. Stuart freeze-dried dog treats. Big, tail-wagging nutritional benefits. Available on Amazon.com today. A mysterious man accused of sneaking aboard a flight from Denmark to Los Angeles is due in court later this month. The accused stowaway insists he has no memory of taking the flight aboard Scandinavian Airlines last month. But flight attendants say he sat in multiple seats, ordered double meals and tried to eat chocolates that belonged to the crew. Authorities say he gave false and misleading information about his travel to the U.S. and he was carrying identity documents from Russia and Israel. Profiles and services next with a pilot who's helping dreams take flight. Now to a story of determination of not just following your dreams, but introducing those dreams to others. In tonight's Profiles and Service, we introduce you to a pilot who's inspiring a new generation to take to the skies. Major Kenny Thomas has loved airplanes since he was a kid. I used to get the books from the library that just had 
had pictures of airplanes, the, the airplane encyclopedias. The Air Force reservist was 28 when he first flew a plane, but he wished he had started flying sooner. I remember on one of my first flights, I flew up to the Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I remember seeing a bunch of kids out there flying, and I was like, man, how come I didn't know about something like this when I was their age? And that was one of the things that sparked me to be like, all right, I got to find a way to be able to give kids who were me that same experience and exposure. Now, Thomas leads the nonprofit Legacy Flight Academy. We want to make sure that people in all communities have the same access to being able to get jobs as pilots. Only 2% of pilots in the U.S. are black. Thomas and his volunteers want to change that by getting kids in planes and teaching them history. The foundation of Legacy Flight Academy is the Tuskegee Airmen. We want to live the legacy, which is what we're doing, by having excellence, having integrity, by setting goals. We're living the legacy. And in growing the legacy is when we go out and we find these students and we help them get to where they can reach their goals and reach their dreams. I never thought of it as more than a childhood dream. Shania Marshall is a pilot today, thanks to Thomas. And Legacy Flight Academy gave me my first scholarship for $7,500, which allowed for me to finish my private pilot's license. When you get to the end of the runway, 1,000-foot markers, what's your... Uh, when do you usually pull it? 1,000-foot markers. When you're flying with a student and you're trying to teach them something, and all of a sudden they get the aha moment, it makes you feel like all the work you're putting in with them and all the energy and all the time is worth it. How about this? Legacy Flight has helped hundreds of kids, and they hope to help hundreds more. Great program. NASA gives us an out-of-this-world view of the universe some 10,000 light years away. That's next. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Finally tonight, NASA's James Webb Space Telescope has done it again, giving us a stunning new view of our universe. Take a look at this, the most detailed image of the supernova remnant Cassiopeia A and its expanding gases within its inner shell. The highly advanced telescope was able to capture these breathtaking colors of pink, orange, and blue. The remnants of the star stretches some 60 trillion miles wide. NASA says these images will give astronomers new clues about the universe and our very small place in it. Truly incredible. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.